Welcome to the Ether Review, the podcast about the applications of blockchain technology. From big business to governments to the software that powers our cars, this new iteration of the internet affects every part of our lives. By speaking to the people who work in this emerging field, we aim to decrypt this new technology and distribute the future that is already here. I'm Arthur Falls. On today's episode of the Ether Review, I'm joined by Garang Toveka and David Moskovitz of Atorus, the blockchain digital signature registry platform. Uh, yeah, so we're doing digital certificates for one of the polytechnics here in Singapore called Nian Polytechnic. We're deploying uh, diplomas right onto the blockchain. Wow, that's awesome. And, and you guys were also doing real estate transactions as well, weren't you? Oh, so we have a couple of clients for Adoris using the platform to deploy information about various types of transactions onto the blockchain as well. So uh, one of them is uh, information about signing transactions, uh, actual physical signing of things. So you, uh, you enter into a lease agreement, for example, and you sign a transaction. Uh, so that gets put onto the blockchain. The other one is a property portal that's creating a logbook of history of apartments. So if you get like a... Uh, uh, a cleaning of your air conditioner that gets logged into their system and then that gets uh, added onto the blockchain as well so that you have kind of like a history of your property and then when you go to sell it it's more valuable because you have this this incorruptible history of, of all the different types of repairs that you've done. Well I, I had it in my mind that Atorus was just a document signing platform but this sounds like you guys have a more nuanced and advanced and mature product here. Yeah so the the main focus of Adoris is the, uh, the digital certificates, uh, specifically for you know institutions like universities. But it also led us to something interesting when we were talking to the Polytechnic. They wanted us to be able to push these certificates onto sites like LinkedIn and other social networks. So we started thinking about that process and the fact that you're handing over all this data to these different organizations, these different social networks, and the user isn't really getting they're not benefiting from that in the form of revenue from advertisers and things like that. So that's what actually led us to a new product called Endorse. Okay, so we've got two products in now, Atoris and Endorse. Could you please define what the difference is between these two products and what led you to go in two different directions? Yeah, so Atoris is specifically focused on digital diplomas for things like university degrees and accreditation, licensing, things like that. So we have the trial going on or a pilot going on with Nian Polytechnic here in Singapore for that. And we're in discussions with the other polytechnics to, uh, to link them all up into the same blockchain and start deploying their certificates using our, our middleware. So that's what led us to endorse in a way. Uh, we, were, we were doing a deployment with them and they started asking us if we can push these certificates to social networks like LinkedIn and we started thinking about that and and kind of the value that the user was getting out of that relationship so LinkedIn is very you know very large company recently acquired by Microsoft for 26 billion dollars billions of dollars a year in revenue uh, from advertising in HR and the users are not able to share in any of that and you know we thought that using tokenization blockchain using Ethereum especially we could change that dynamic and, and give some of that back to the user or to the members of the network. So that's what brought us to Endorse, which is a decentralized professional network. So, you know, with Atorus, uh, we were just issuing diplomas and degrees on the blockchain. So we thought, okay, let's uh, widen the scope, to, you know, make our vision much bigger. And instead of a university saying that you have the skill or them validating you, why not let your peers do the validation? So, you know, people like Vitalik, they don't have a degree in cryptography. 
but he has created one of the most valuable technologies in the world right now and you know it's because people accepted the technology people like the technology that's why he's at that position right now so you know we see the world moving to a more skills based economy and we'll still be integrating the address certificates into the endorsed platform for example but we also see the value of what you learn outside of school and what you can prove through various proof elements for example github repositories and websites and blogs and things like that that show that you have certain skills so the the question that actually we didn't even broach right at the start of this is what are you guys backgrounds and how did you get involved in such a strange niche combination of cutting edge technologies so my experience in in blockchain technology goes back to the bubble of bitcoin of a hundred dollars back in 2013. i started uh getting interested in bitcoin back then i started buying and selling i set up a brokerage here in singapore for that helping other people buy and sell. I built that business up a bit, and then I sold that off in 2015. It was around that time that I met Gorang, my co-founder, and we started talking about ideas around uh, Ethereum especially, and how this technology could be applied to different areas, what the what puzzle pieces would be needed in order to make you know this decentralized, tokenized future a reality. And we started working on Adderis at that point. On my side, I did my engineering from India. Uh, then I came to Singapore for doing my master's. So I've been working in startups or trying to start my own companies from a long time, right from India. But when I came to Singapore, I started getting some success in that. So I joined another startup in Singapore, you know, then I met David. So I thought, okay, let's start a new company with David. You know, when Bitcoin started back in 2011, I tried mining Bitcoin. Like it was quite lead at that time because Bitcoin, it wasn't possible to mine it on your laptop. So when Ethereum came about, I you know I looked into Ethereum, I loved the concept, I started writing smart contracts. But what I found out is that writing smart contracts wasn't easy. Because it's not only about writing the code, but about testing it uh, and also about the crypto economic angle behind it. And you know, setting up the nodes and everything. So then we thought, okay, let's start with the concept of smart contracts as a service. You must have heard about SaaS companies, software as a service. We gave it a slight spin and started with SCAAS. So what's smart contract as a service? The original idea for the platform was to enable people to easily deploy smart contracts using a series of templates. So we started building things like smart templates for swapping Digix Gold for Ether, forward contracts based on that as well. But we weren't getting a lot of traction in that space, so we started looking at other use cases and we saw that this deployment platform could be used for securing digital certificates. That's when we started moving in that direction. Okay, and then, so securing digital certificates. I mean, you mean the registration of digital certificates. Uh, so I, when, I, when I, yeah, sorry, I sometimes uh, people don't understand what, I, what I'm talking about there. Um, by digital certificates, I mean diplomas, uh, letters of accreditation, transcripts, any sort of um, document that, that can be put onto the blockchain and prove the authenticity of the author of it, as well as the state it was in when it was issued and who signed it, the timestamp on it. This gets right into the heart of something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and it's, the, it's this weird idea that of the, uh, the killer app of blockchain. What is the killer app of blockchain? To me, for the longest time, it seemed that document management <laughs> is the killer app of blockchain. And it sounds like you guys have run into exactly that conclusion yourselves. Yeah, I think it's, it's a really good use case for it. There's still a lot of industries that are very heavy on paper 
and don't have a lot of ways to secure that information or the state of the information. So I, I definitely agree with you that that is one of the great use cases of it. But I'm also always surprised by how the industry is constantly changing. In six months, there's going to be a whole other killer app. Right now, it's the, uh, the tokenization. Yeah. of assets yeah. and six months from now I, I'm not quite sure what the next what the next big thing is going to be but it, it's quite exciting so what you guys are essentially doing is bringing tokenization to high value document management yeah I wouldn't I suppose your degree is a high value thing it's, but yeah it's it's not it's not monetary value as such it's more of your skills value or, or your credentials so essentially you should be able to prove that you know this stuff or you know this thing yeah, I think that's what we are doing with Atoros and with Endorse, we are extending that even beyond the certifications. So where are you deploying Endorse right now? Uh, yeah, so right now we are working on a POC, proof of concept for Endorse. Should be out within this week or the next week. We'll be open sourcing the code for that as well. So what are you targeting with Endorse when you launch? The go-to-market immediately is obviously the crypto market, people in the crypto industry who are going to be incentivized to join up uh, through the token issuance. But beyond that, we certainly see this as a mainstream product. You know, when I when I pitch it to friends, when I even when I was talking to my wife about it and trying to explain the importance of data privacy, all these other things that we are certainly building into it, not so interesting. But when I said you could actually earn for when you're making these claims, for when you're when you're posting information about yourself, she started to listen and she started to say, yeah, all my friends would actually want to use this service. So this is, is a really interesting model where it's going to help bring in thousands of people into the crypto economy, I think, uh, because it doesn't cost you anything to join the network and you're earning a crypto asset or a crypto token on the network. What's the setup like, though? I mean, one thing that comes up quite often is that, uh, and something that, again, I guess, has always plagued the blockchain space is just an absolute lack of usability. So when people sign up, obviously they're taking these accreditations that they've established on a Taurus or, or elsewhere, and they're using Endorse to plug them into their social media platforms. Is it going to be a broadly accessible and usable solution? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, from the time I started building Endorse, when the people are using my application, they shouldn't even know that they're using blockchain in the backend. Actually, this is quite a funny aspect. So once we were going to a VC and pitching about Atorus, so you know we showed the entire process of deploying a certificate and uh, you know deploying it on the blockchain. Uh, that guy is like, hey, this is so so simple. What are you doing with this? Like, why did you spend one year on building this? <laughs> so then I I went to the browser. I'm like, hey, Google.com. This is very easy, right? You just put something and you search for it. So yeah, that's a, that has always been my uh, aim. So with Endorse as well, it's going to be as easy as that, but I'm going to build it from the ground up. So essentially, I'm going to try and avoid all the mistakes that LinkedIn did in the beginning. So we are you know, getting a lot of advice and feedback from the people, from good advisors who have worked in social media. So yeah, definitely. We want it to be usable by the masses, so it should have a, an easy-to-use interface, something that's uh, compatible with mobile, all the great things that we know about today. So. How does a user of Endorse then redeem their crypto assets, the money that they've earned from using the platform? Yeah, so when a user signs up, they're going to generate a profile and start making some claims about their skills. So after making a claim and having it endorsed by other members of the platform, they get a reward on the system. This reward is not tradable with other users. It's just like an account balance that they have. But over a period of time, it gets converted into a free-floating token, which is tradable. 
this free floating token comes back to the platform when advertisers and other people want to purchase services on the platform. For example, they want to buy ads to target people on the platform. So this falls into a pool, which again goes back and gets redistributed among the members who have created those claims and done the endorsements. How do they then access those tokens and convert them into physical cash or a form of value that is more accessible to them in their day-to-day -day life? Yeah, so the rewards get converted into tokens and then those tokens can be taken onto exchanges and traded for other cryptocurrencies, for example, Ether or Bitcoin. Okay. So you guys mentioned the Covan testnet just before. And from what I understand, that emerged from Singapore itself. That was the geographical locality that the Covan testnet came from. Yeah, exactly. So actually, uh, that's another good story. So at that time, Robsten was getting attacked and us and the developers at Digix, we weren't able to deploy the transactions on Robsten. So uh, actually, we were having a beer on Friday. It was a happy hour at the SG Innovate uh, co-working space. Yeah, so we work out of a co-working space here in Singapore all together, a bunch of us, and the foundation is also out of there. It's sponsored by the government here, which is quite cool. So yeah, we were just uh, chatting with each other and we were like, hey, why don't we start a new testnet using the Proof of Authority engine, which is developed by Parity. So uh, this uh, Chris from Digix, he immediately contacted Gavin. He was like, hey, Gavin, uh, can you help us do this? Or can you be one of the authorities? Can you guide us through it? We like, yeah, why not? So that's how it came about. We started contacting our friends at Etherscan, uh, Melonport, all these guys. And yeah, that's how it came about. Wow, that's awesome. That's like, that's like crypto spirit right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically, I mean, we all had a similar problem and we all, we all thought we could help one another by, by, helping, by helping the network. And, I'm, and now I'm rich with the Kovan Ether, you know, I have billions <laughs> of Kovan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so I was actually just in Singapore and it seems like there's a really thriving scene there. There's so much cool stuff. You've got Digix, Autonomous is there as well, the 10X guys. Yeah, Steve yeah, we're friends with all these people. Yeah, it's a really good community. Were you able to make it to one of the meetups? I, no, I couldn't. Actually, there was one on there, but honestly, I got off a plane. I was an absolute wreck. I interviewed Professor Lee. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, David uh, Lee is great as well. He's been, a, he's been a tremendous help to the community here. He's very involved with the whole token scene as well. Yeah, man, so we, we have grown the community. So uh, actually, the second meetup in 2015, we were only four to five people. Only us, Digix, and the autonomous guys. Uh, and from that time, we have grown the community to more than 1,000 people here. So every meetup, we have at least 80 to 90 people. Yeah. Just like that. And when Vitalik is speaking, we don't have space to stand. <laughs> he, he, always, yeah. he packs them in. He packs them in. Wow. That's, so Vitalik's located in Singapore these days. He's, uh, he's here quite frequently, yeah. He'll, he'll come in and out. He was hanging out with us in uh, SG Innovate for quite a while. It was fun to be able to just kind of lean over and ask him a question or two now and then. <laughs> the ultimate authority. Exactly. Well, fantastic, guys. So where can people find out more about Atoris and Endorse? Uh, yeah, so they can go to Atoris, A-T-T-O-R-E-S dot com or over to Endorse, I-N-D-O-R-S-E dot I-O. And okay, please fantastic. always make sure you go to the right URL. <laughs> um, there's a lot of phishing going on now. So, yeah, just always make sure you check your, uh, your URL. And don't go to my Ether wallet. We'll never ask for your tokens. Yeah, <laughs> please be very careful. Hey, thanks a bunch, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to seeing how various things unfold in the future. I'm sure that there are plenty of little surprises that are going to crop up. Great. Thank you for the, thank you for the call.
You've been listening to the Ether Review. I'm Arthur Falls. For more episodes, subscribe on iTunes or visit etherreview.info.